Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect, and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Welcome. I am so excited to have a guest today with us talking more about stress and overwhelm. I think this is a very good topic. I've actually done um, a previous episode with another guest, and it was one of one of the favorite episodes. So I'm actually really excited to continue this conversation because I think stress just creeps into our lives. So I am really excited today to introduce Elizabeth. I can say her first name, Andreevsky. (laughs) I think I did pretty good with the last name. Um, She is a stress management and emotion coach for moms. And today she's going to be talking a little bit more about how to kind of identify and support those feelings that you have of overwhelm and stress. Um, especially, you know, we've got the summer months coming up, especially during that time, maybe kids are home from school. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just kind of how to learn how to, um, regulate those emotions that you may have. So thank you for joining us today, Elizabeth. Will you just introduce yourself and share a little bit more about um, you. Hi, beautiful souls. (laughs) I am so glad to be here. So I am Elizabeth. I am 33 years old. I'm from Minnesota as of now. I'm hoping to move to Florida in a few months, but I have four kiddos, 10 and under. My husband and I have been married for 13 years. And I was introduced to um, how I even got on this journey. A few years ago, I really struggled with um, my youngest son and parenting. And I ended up going to counseling just to get some like support. My motivation was to learn how to control my child more. And I was introduced to a whole new world of gentle parenting, which I'm sure you've heard of. It's like a whole new movement. And I was really kind of like open to the idea. Um, I was raised in a conservative strict home where like, it was like, you do what the parents says, you never question it. Um, Spanking was just normal. And the reason was because my parents didn't know any better. But that's, um, so I was introduced to like gentle parenting and respectful parenting, listening to your kids emotions and getting to the root need why they are 
reacting the way they're reacting, teaching them emotional regulation. And I love the whole approach, except when I went home and I tried implementing it, I really, really struggled. I don't know if like you've ever tried any of it, but it's like, it's really great on paper, but then you go home and it's so much harder. And I was really struggling to implement it day-to-day life. And what I noticed that when I was overwhelmed, when I was internally in a bad place, I could not meet my children's needs. So if I had unmet needs, if I was super hungry, or if I was really sleep deprived, I couldn't regulate my emotions. And therefore I can't, couldn't even borrow any co-regulation for my kids. So as I started to kind of learn more about it, and I've always been kind of intrigued into like self-development, um, I noticed that if I learned ways to calm my nervous system down, to kind of lower the stress level my brain is under, I had a lot more tolerance and wiggle room to handle my kids' emotions and even like my own emotions. I would feel less triggered by all the things throughout the day if my stress level was proactively lowered on a regular basis. If I did things proactively to like feel better internally. And so I'm like, well, other moms need to know this because I know so many other moms that are trying to implement gentle parenting and they're really struggling. And so that's kind of like the root why it all came about. And so I love teaching moms proactive ways to lower their stress, like things that they can do in the heat of the moment to um, feel better and um, regulate their emotions so they're not as triggered by their kids and just reactive all day long. So that's kind of like my goal for moms. I love it. And that's why this isn't a parenting podcast because I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) So I totally get that. I totally get those um, feelings. And you you brought up this um, idea and I wonder if you can explain it a little bit more for us what is emotional regulation? Like, what does that mean for women and mothers? Yeah. So as you know, being a mom and just like in general, like life, uh, we often get triggered and it brings up a lot of like frustration and even anger and emotional regulation is able to um, keep those emotions in control, like you are in control of them instead of them taking control over you. So how often is it that when we feel angry or frustrated, it becomes so big, it takes over us and we almost feel out of control and we say and do hurtful things we regret later. Being able to emotionally regulate is to be in the heat of that moment, you have skills that you can implement to kind of calm your nervous system down, calm your body down. So you're not acting on those, I would say like negative emotions and doing and saying hurtful things. That's kind of like how I would describe emotional regulation. You're able to regulate those emotions so they don't take power over you and control over you. Yeah, that's great. I, um, I've been working on that myself (laughs) with parenting specifically. And isn't it crazy? Your kids will bring out sides of you that you never thought you had. Yeah. You're like, you know, I'm a pretty patient, calm person. If my kids do what I say, when I say it, and exactly as I say. It. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality is that's not truth, right? Yeah. So a lot of things come up that you're like, oh my gosh, is this even me? Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say then, like, 
I, I tend to, you know, we tend to be able, maybe we're able to like manage in the moment, but I still have, I think the moms still have emotions inside. Like there's still like, it's really hard for me. And I don't know if anyone else feels this way. Maybe it's just me. It's really hard for me to like show up really calmly for them, but I still have that emotion of anger inside. Like I'm not showing it to them um, necessarily, Mm. but like, it's still there and it sort of feels trapped. How, how do you help them then like, I don't even know, like kind of get the emotion out (laughs) um, when maybe you're trying to regulate. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, so there's a couple of things. Sometimes um, you can walk away. So if you can, and things are getting tense with your kids or your spouse or whatever, and you feel kind of getting escalated and you're starting to say maybe disrespectful things and rude, um, that would be a time to be like, Hey, um, I need, I need to cool off. I need to take a break. And so if you can, and if it's possible to walk away and remove yourself from the tense, tense situation, because if you stay in there, the stress builds up in your brain and that's when you tend to react. So pull back. And some people need kind of like a physical release of that anger. You know, sometimes like let's say your car broke down on the side of the road and you're just so frustrated and you just kick the wheel. And then just like, it just like that physical release just kind of helps you feel a little bit better, even though it doesn't solve the issues, just like physically getting it out. And little kids tend to do that. They want to physically get that frustration out. And so there are some healthy ways to get like that anger out that you don't hurt anyone else. You don't hurt yourself and you don't hurt anything. And like simple things that come up to mind for me is like I have a box of random papers where you can just rip papers and crumple them up and throw them on the wall and just to get that physical release you can do you know go on a walk moving your body is really good sometimes you can like push something or squeeze something and that like if you're like really feeling angry and you want to hurt something because I do that sometimes I feel like sometimes my anger with my kids um like if I'm really triggered, especially like PMS time of the month, I get triggered a lot more. And I feel like it's, it's more physical where I physically want to hurt my kids because I'm so triggered. And so I have to pull back and be like, wait, 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 that's not okay. I need, I'm like, I need a break. And I'll tell my kids, I need a break. Don't talk to me. And I will walk away and I will like, I need to physically like squeeze something or like, like that physical release. So that's kind of like in the heat of the moment, but I, Personally, most of the time, I'm more like a mental release of frustration and anger. So for me, it's either venting to a safe person and like just talking about what's frustrating me and to get it like out of my body versus it sitting inside. Right. And the other one is like, I love to journal. Like, I don't know about you, but I call it emotional vomiting. Like when I have a tense day with my kids or like some tension with my husband, I will put it all into my journal. It's like a safe place. Journal is understanding. It's not going to talk back at you. And it's like a healthy way of getting it out of your brain. So it's not sitting in there and you're putting it on paper, all those emotions and frustrations, like it just comes out and it's on paper. And so that those are a few like safe ways for you when that anger is building up it's either like a physical you can walk away and like physically release it um or like mentally and also um I do I do teach a lot of like calming strategies ways to actually calm your nervous system 
when you feel like triggered. There's deep breathing, there's affirmations, right? Like the self-talk, what you tell yourself in the heat of the moment, it's going to either push you more into anger or it's going to help you calm that anger and frustration. Um, Even like with kids, for example, if your kids are frustrating you and you're telling yourself like, oh, he's doing this on purpose. He's trying to piss me off. He's, you know, and that builds up more anger versus if you tell yourself like, I have a good kid who's just having a hard time, you know, or this will pass. This is hard. And this moment will pass. That sends a safety signal to your brain. And it helps us like deescalate that frustration and anger in our brain. So those are some, I know I threw out a bunch of things at the same time, but those are some things that I do um, either in the heat of the moment and like proactively, I teach a lot of things proactively that you can do to be less stressed to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love this, the idea that you kind of brought in here is that everything you were talking about, I was thinking this would be so cool if I, if we sat down and like had this similar conversation with our kids, whatever age they are teaching them this, I guess this new con, maybe not new concept, but, um, a concept we don't always think about or, or pay attention to is emotional regulation. And, and so you can teach them through your actions. And also like, if this is something that you need to work on, you can say, Hey, in this moment, I was frustrated and this is what I did. Or like, we Mm -hmm. could go to them and say, yeah, you feel like agitated. Do you want to go kick the soccer ball outside or, or something? Like, I just loved, um, this idea, you know, this works for young kids as well as teenagers, we're talking about like adults through, you know, infants, right? Like any sort of, um, range here, because it it seems to be all encompassing. Um, so I want to know my thoughts about this are, is there like, so we kind of talked a little bit about stress in the moment, right? In the heat of the moment and, and some proactive things. What about just a general feeling of overwhelm as a woman, as a mom, all the things you have to manage? Um, as, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about summer coming up just because, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be here before I know it and, and thinking about all the things I manage and I enjoy doing it. Like it, it's, it's great. You know, it's, it's my role as a mother. Um, but I often find myself getting worn out from all of the management that I have to do and just the overwhelm of supporting their life, right? And supporting the lifestyle that I want to live. So maybe could you speak to this idea of when we're just feeling generally overwhelmed, what can we do? How can we, how can we approach it? How can we lessen it? Like, what can we do? Yeah, that's definitely something I can relate with because I I have two of my kids go to public school and there's a reason I don't homeschool because I, first of all, I don't feel called to it. Second of all, I feel like that would be an extra stressor that I like I'm sensitive and it would overwhelm me. Right. And when the kids are home during the summertime, it is a little bit more tricky. Right. And so One of the things that I love to tell moms, you need to consider what season of life are you in right now, okay? So last summer, I had a newborn baby. I had a baby in July. My son, my oldest one, wanted to play football, 
well, I love him so much, but I'm sorry. This is just not the right season, right? Like I had a newborn, I had a C-section, my husband was working full time. There's no way I would even like physically be healthy enough to even like take him to like practices several times a week with four kids. I mean, like that would be this extra stressor. And so I knew that about myself. I knew that that is going to overwhelm me. And I knew that I was in a season of life where I had to say no to, you know, extra things because I would overwhelm myself. So I think something is super important is to consider what season life are you in right now? What age are your kids? And um, like, is there certain things that you need to say no to because they're going to cause extra chaos and overwhelm in your day-to-day life? In the long run, 20 years from now, is it important that your son or, or my son played football in this season? Probably not, right? Like, there are other things in life that are a lot more valuable, at least to me, than for him to play season for these few months. Because I know when I'm overwhelmed and stressed out, I don't show up in the best way for my kids. I'm more frustrated, more agitated, more snappy. I'm not a good mom. And I know that I needed to say no to certain things. Okay. So like, when you feel about certain commitments, and let's say you think about your season of life, and the commitments that you are considering, like close your eyes and you think about it and you're like, okay, playing sports three times a week. Is this something that's going to serve our family? Is it going to support our family or is it going to create extra stress and chaos? If it's going to create extra stress and chaos, maybe we need to reconsider that. And it's okay for my son to be a little bit upset because or because like we can focus on this the following season or whatever, because in this one, I have a parent who's sick, you know, and I need to take care of my parent. I can't be having my son be playing a sport as well. So I think commitments and reducing commitments is huge. Sometimes we overschedule ourselves and it's something that is in our complete control. We take too much on ourselves and then we're so overwhelmed. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram, but I just sometimes think about, you know, our different personalities. I'm, I'm an eight on the Enneagram. And so I tend to be a little bit more someone that, uh, schedules more like wants to do more. And, um, you know, we talk a lot around here about meeting yourself where you are. And I think that's Mm -hmm. so important that, you know, some seasons will look different And it's about kind of coming to a space of like, this is okay for it to look this way, right? It doesn't have to. And eliminating some of those um, expectations of perfection, what we call it around here. Like, do I want to create the perfect summer for my kids? Um, You know, do I want to create the perfect environment? Well, that's unrealistic. How can I create a more supportive environment? How can I have fun. Like, you know, I love that you said that. And and maybe I would add to the discussion of like, maybe we could even like say, what are my priorities? You know, I'm, I'm eliminating the no's. What are the things that are important to me? Yeah. Like, yeah. I and I think in this. each season of life, there are different things that you will probably prioritize, right? Like when I had the baby and it was a newborn, I had a C-section. I had to prioritize my healing, right? So I can heal so then I can show up for my family in a 
in the best way that I can. But if I pushed myself past my limits because my son would be upset that he can't play football this, you know, fall, I would push myself past my limits. And then I would maybe even develop all these complications and have all these health issues. And that would even create like a negative trickle effect in all these other areas, right? As we know, like, it's not just like one area, it always affects other areas of life. And then I wanted to touch on like, I think like simplifying things and delegating is also one of the ways we can reduce overwhelm. Like for example, I have instant cart um, pickup. I don't go into the store and I don't grocery shop anymore. I have four kids. Like if I can save myself some time and energy, like that is one of the ways like you can reduce like uh, some of the stress and overwhelm and like day-to-day motherhood. Or, you know, have your kids do some chores. Um, My kids love to earn money. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. You want to buy that thing? Great. Here are the chores that you can do to earn the money for it. Or um, I know like I do carpooling and that reduces some of the chaos and the overwhelm and day-to-day. Like, you know, if I know that someone is driving into that area, I'm like, hey, can you drop off my kids? And then I'll pick them up. Or um, my mom sometimes goes to Costco. I'm like, hey, can you pick up a couple things? So that saves me an errand, right? Or rotating meals throughout like every two weeks or something like that. So then it's just um, less of that mental stress that you have to keep up with things and less overwhelm. What makes us more prone to experiencing stress and overwhelm? Like what would we look for? Or, you know, maybe, maybe is there, is there people that are more prone or is there, are there seasons that make us more prone to stress and overwhelm? Can you speak to that? So, yes, I think definitely like is some of it is personality. Some of us just tend to take on more on ourselves. Also, I think like there are certain of us that are more highly sensitive. So I am highly sensitive. I don't like a busy lifestyle and I do easily get naturally get easily overwhelmed when there's so much happening. So that would like naturally create extra stress. So I know that that about myself and I have to like proactively be like, okay, this would be too much. This would create extra stress. So I have to kind of like regularly kind of be like, okay, this is not serving us. I need to eliminate that or delegate that. And also like, I think some of us are people pleasers and we struggle with setting boundaries and saying no, and because we feel like bad, right? What if our kids get upset with us? What is that person going to think about me? And so we like, it's like an internal um, message that we got maybe from our childhood is that Um, a good mom does all these things, right? Or from our society, like a good mom does this and this and this. And so we take on too much in ourselves and that creates so much overwhelm and stress. And we feel bad saying no, because what are people going to think about me? And then it feels uncomfortable to say no as well, right? Because then we have to deal with our own emotions and feelings. And I think that those are some things that create extra overwhelm and stress for moms and yeah certain seasons in lives too like when your kids are in um, sports and stuff that is also like a season in your life where you you know maybe you need to rotate um, like two kids do 
sports in like the fall to kids do in the winter or whatever. So it's not all four of them in different activities at the same time, because that is very chaotic. That is really stressful. Yeah, it really just, it sounds like, you know, it comes down to expectations and setting up expectations and boundaries for yourself, right? And, and honoring your needs. Um, specifically, like you said, you know, you tend to be a little bit more sensitive and, and my husband is a little bit more like that too. I think he doesn't like to go out as much and I'm looking for every opportunity to get out and about and, you know, and, and, and it energizes me, but I realize that it, you know, I have a son who is kind of the same as his dad, you know, it doesn't, it kind of wears him out. And so I have to give him a little bit more transition times, you know? And so mm-hmm. for me to then try to say, well, let's try to do all these things. <laughs> it's overwhelming for him. And and I think everybody has different manifestations of the stress. I have always said I work well under stress, but I think that's a cover <laughs> to just be like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's fine, you know? Um, so can you just kind of share with us then, you know, before we wrap up, just some tangible strategies then for any any moms, women that are feeling this overwhelm or um, are dealing with stress in their lives, what can they maybe start trying today? What's some basic principles or strategies they can use? Yeah. So one of the things that I teach all the time is prioritizing your basic needs. And that is, you know, if you don't have enough time to sleep and eat meals, your life is too busy. Like something needs to give because if you don't choose what it is, it's going to be you and it's going to negatively affect you in all the other areas of your life. And so um, prioritizing your sleep and eating food like several times a day so you're not like running hungry, um, that reduces like stress hormone in your brain. Like your body feels more safe um, and it feels less on edge because the basic needs are met. So that is like number one that I focus on with all of my moms because moms tend to just you know, put their needs on the side and prioritize their kids often, right? Um, The other thing is proactively creating some sort of uh, practice in your life, maybe not daily, I prefer daily, but something that calms your body down and de-stresses you. Like it could be meditating, it could be stretching, it could be going on a walk, it could be journaling, it could be, you know, once in a while taking a bath, but something that actually calms your nervous system down and like decompresses you. So that like on a regular basis lowers that stress response in your body. So then you're just more calmer and grounded to begin with. So you're just not all tense and edgy and on, you know, you know, frustrated easily. So those are like the, like the two things that I, I'm like, we, we need to do them. So you are less stressed out to begin with. And then the other thing is like letting go of things that are out of our control, right? Oftentimes we try to control things that are not in our control and that creates a lot of stress. We try to control other people in circumstances that are out of our control. So recognizing like, this is not in my control. Like I will focus on myself, prioritizing my needs and how I can respond positively, but I'm going to let, choose to let go of things that are out of my control. Cause that helps us like, let go, like mentally let go of that. And that 
the stress lowers in our brain and our body when we do that. I love it. I I feel like it really is about taking a proactive approach to your stress management. And a lot of times hundred percent. Yeah. We see that stress management is reactive, right? Oh, just go take deep breaths. But when you've prepared yourself, you're essentially prepared for life stresses that we can't control. Yeah. Stress happens all the time to all of us. Every single day we're triggered by things, by our kids, by just anything, getting stuck in traffic, things not going our way. Like it happens all the time. And it's so important to do things proactively that lower your stress hormone. Something that does not involve a screen, like it has to be without a phone or a computer or watching something that truly decompresses your nervous system. So then you have so much more tolerance in your nervous system for stressors and things not going your way. And you can avoid all that extra overwhelm and explosions. Yeah. I love that. In, um, in food freedom, my food freedom program, we talk about how food freedom isn't having a perfect, like, isn't having a perfect relationship with food, but it's about being able to realign quicker. And I think that's really um, applicable here is that, you know, we're not immune to stress. We're not immune to having hard days or overwhelm, but we are able, like if we have a good relationship with stress and, and our bodies, and we've been working on that, we can recover quicker, right? So we're not in a chronic state of stress. We know that it's like, you know, when back in the day, when you'd run from a bear, that was a good kind of stress versus the chronic stress. And so I love what you're saying is that it just brings it really um, back to this idea that I can recover quicker when these things happen. And I know that I can expect that to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So will you just tell us then, um, I know lots of people around here want, would love more support with stress management and wellness and all of that. Will you just let us know where we can find you for support? Yeah. Yeah. So I hang out mostly on Instagram. I am under emotionally healthy legacy. I also have a podcast. It's called emotionally healthy legacy. Um, talk a lot about emotional regulation, handling your emotions in a healthy way, proactively supporting yourself. So you're less stressed. Um, and I, I do have also a five day mini course as well on regulating your emotions, like proact, like ways that you can regulate your emotions when you feel triggered. So you don't end up exploding. So that's the little mini course. And, um, I have the link, I think, for you that our listeners can sign up. And um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Wonderful. Well, this has been a lovely chat. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for